Gosh, this is so awesome, man. I never in a million years thought something like this would happen. Out of turn number four come the most powerful weight models on the planet, the world of outlaws. I call Scott my dad, and uh, <laughs> nothing like the best in the business, breathing down your throat your first outlaw win. Welcome, everybody, to episode number three of Stick Signals. Today, a very exciting show. Two drivers on the podcast. It's going to be very good because this is the first time we have an outlaw on the podcast. And I'm Ruben Morales. Let me introduce you to, to my co-host alongside me, Mick. Well, I wouldn't say we're exactly that I'm, I'm beside you. I'm, what, 2,000 miles away in, in Concord. You're all the way out in New Mexico. <laughs> but I am enjoying myself. I'm having a good day. We have some late model racing this weekend to watch. Uh, so can't be more excited than that, right? Yeah, I know. I'm officially pumped, Mick. It's officially race week with the World of Outlaws, unfortunately. Uh, we'll be, we'll, we'll, we won't be racing on Friday. We'll be racing on Saturday. We'll talk about here in just a little bit. But hey, what a weekend of racing we had. The Extreme Dirt Car Series, Mick, wrapped up this past weekend. What a race, by the way, to uh, start things off with that. Brandon Overton and Ross Bales put on a show, and Chris Madden wrapped up his second championship with the series. That was a surprisingly awesome race. I mean, first of all, let's talk about the, the facility. It looked great. Uh, the grass in the infield looked good. The new walls looked yes. good. Um, it, but then the, the on-track action, man, I mean, the last 20, 15, 20 laps were just side-by-side, side and, and Bales got out there and led for a while, and then, unfortunately, Overton got by him, or, you know, good for Overton, but uh, it was an exciting race. I mean, even Ross Weiss put on Twitter that that was an exciting late model race. So when he, when he gets his stamp of approval, we've really done something. Yeah, when the sprint car world is tuning in, that's a plus. And when it's a better race, that's even a bigger plus. So it was really cool to see that uh, from Ross on Twitter. But yeah, what a race. That's for sure one of the top races of 2021 already. Well, Mick, how I said, it is race week. But unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a little extra day because Friday at Duck River Raceway has been canceled due to, due to Mother Nature. The grounds are too saturated and more weather to come and they've been tackled through a lot of weather so they had to make that call and that's unfortunate but hey, what can you do? There's not much you can do and and that's just part of trying to get your season underway, right? Like It's springtime, it's going to rain and you know you just can't fight Mother Nature, Ruben. It's it's part of racing and it's part of life. And whether you're a dirt track or we're talking about hair on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mick. Get prepared for St. Patrick's Day with a Manscape if you're going to get a little lucky that day. Manscape is the global leader for below-the-waist grooming and the official sponsor of Stick Signals. To ensure you have the best tools for your family jewels, visit manscaped.com. And don't forget, use that code STICKSIGNALS21 for 20% off and a free international shipping option as well. Speaking of St. Patrick's Day... Uh, today's guest is actually out of Clover, South Carolina. We had we had Ross Bales join us. Uh, the rookie sensation has really um, he has had a great run the past few weeks with the with the Extreme Dirt Car Series. Struggled a little bit at Dirt Car Nationals, but uh, you know he's got that win from 2019. So anyway, he joined us on the phone the other day, and uh, let's get right into that. Ross, if no one has told you yet. Welcome to the World of Outlaws, Morton Buildings Late Model Series, my friend. You are officially an outlaw. How excited are you to be on tour with the World of Outlaws? I'm excited about it. Uh, just ready to see how we can stack up against those guys. I mean, those are the best in the country. So if we can go up, go out there and compete with them, you know, that kind of shows where we're at with our race program. With the Rookie of the Year battle really stacked. I mean, there's six of you this year. Um, you, you've already been a rookie of the race this year. 
you know, what do you think your chances are of winning this deal? I mean, I think you have a good shot, don't you think? Well, I mean, you know, it was a tough uh, – there's some tough competition in that deal to begin with. And then when Strickler announced he was coming over, I mean, that, that made it that much harder. So, it's gonna, I mean, it's going to be hard night in and night out to compete with those guys. Um, and like you said, to be able to get that rookie of the race is big because that's extra money. Um, but it's it's not going to be an easy task, that's for sure. Let's talk about uh, we talk about you know you're running well. You got a rookie of the race. Let's talk about that big extreme win. You go obviously you drive for Augie and Big Frog Motorsports with the Outlaws. So you you hop out of that ride for a little bit and you go to the Billy Hicks owned seventy nine machine and you win a big race at Lakeview and you finish you know good podium finishes. How much uh, does that help your confidence going back to outlaw competition? I mean, it definitely helps. You know, I was I'm not going to say I was down after Florida, but I was just kind of like, you know, I didn't really understand why we weren't that good. I, I was going into Volusia, especially after that first time we went there, expecting to be in contention. And and we struggled qualifying um, and got behind. But, but yeah, I mean, to, to go back to Lakeview, well, that's the first time I've been to Lakeview, but to get, get back in the Carolinas and get back to my home turf and run good and pick up a win in two seconds you know that's a big confidence booster going into this weekend well how do you approach a season on a tour versus how you normally run do you have extra parts on the hauler is there a different mentality you take into the season with you yeah um i mean you gotta uh, you gotta be way more prepared with like the parts and stuff i feel like um you know you gotta have spares for everything because once you go out on the road you know you could be out there for a while um, as far as like the mentality for driving, I'm, I think I'm going to approach it kind of the same as I do around here. And that's just to like make as much money as we can. You know what I mean? If we're running fifth um, and, you know, we got a fifth place car, I'm not going to try to to tear my car up getting to getting to win. You know what I mean? Right. I, I want to be able to get to the next race. And I think that that'll be good when it comes to points racing, too. Absolutely. Um, what how, what's the furthest away you've actually raced from from home? We went to Cedar Lake last year um, for the USA National and raced that. But other than that, I guess I guess like Kentucky, um, Eldora. I've been to Magnolia. That's eight hours from our from our house. So um, I hadn't really been out west or uh, Midwest like Illinois, Indiana. I hadn't been out there any. So that's going to be new to me. Ross, we talk about how good you are at Cherokee and, and you know, Southern drivers. We're going to talk about the Southern drivers in just a bit, but we can't wait to see you March 26th and 27th. Me and Mick made predictions in episode two that you're going to get a win with the Outlaws this year for sure. One or more for sure. And I predict it's going to come at Cherokee. You're just very strong at Cherokee. So how comfy are you and excited are you to go to Cherokee and other tracks? What are the comfy tracks for Ross Bales on this schedule? Well, as soon as I say it, um, you know, I'll struggle at Cherokee, but I just, I feel like, I mean, any car I get in there, I just feel comfortable at that track just because I've, I've got so many laps there. I mean, there's not many drivers that have more laps than I do at that track. So um, that's a comfortable track to me. I mean, any of the tracks in the Carolinas, uh, seem to be good to me tennessee i I usually do okay there um i'm not used to how slick they get yet i'm getting better at it but you know i'll qualify good there and heat race good and then in the feature i seem to fall back a little bit but um for the most part you know we run we're competitive in that region um we went when we went to cedar lake we i think we had a top 
10 finish, maybe two top 10 finishes that weekend. So yeah, you were in the redraw. I remember that. And <laughs> me and Ross Bales have a funny story about that. Uh, yeah, I was doing the redraw and AJ Ross, Dan. you know, I, I, I know you as number 87 and <laughs> you were a uh, 58 and I just yeah. had the numbers on my sheet. And I, I say up to the stage now, AJ Demol and, nobody's coming up to the stage and I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> and, it, and it was a uh, Ross Bell. So a little, little funny story. Every time I see Ross, I'm like, Hey Jay. And he, after the race, he, he goes up to me, tells me, Hey, not bad for an AJ. huh?" <laughs> so, uh, no, but yeah, Ross, you did really well at Cedar Lake. Yeah. I mean, and you know, that's dirt that I'm not used to and never really seen before. So, um, I mean, it's really just all about how quick we can adapt to, to different places. Um, let's talk about Southern drivers. I feel like Southern drivers are very underrated. You know, in our history, Mike Duvall, Charlie Hughes, Jeff Purvis, and you look at some of the modern guys like the Mac Daddy and Strickler and yourself. Like, do you feel that Southern drivers are underrated? Uh, somewhat. I mean, I don't know if underrated would be the right word. Um, but like, a, I feel like a lot of the really good guys come out of my region or you know right near my region like you got brandon overton that's right there in georgia um like you said mcdowell he's tennessee there's a lot jimmy owens ten, is tennessee you know that's not too far from 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 where i race around um jonathan davenport so you got some heavy hitters that come out of our region or or i guess you could say the southeast I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I just I like to bring up this topic because, you know, everyone talks about the Illinois bad boys. And don't get me wrong. Shepard, Pearson, Herb, all those guys are really good. But I just feel like, you know, the southeast region is really, really talented as well. And uh, we've seen a lot of great talent come out from the south. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and like you said, those those guys up there, they're really good. Um, but I, I think I think the southeast guys could hold their own against them is what I think. Ross, how did how did you get your start in racing? Did you have a family member race, or is it just something you picked up? Yeah, my dad he he raced back in the day. I guess like ninety seven or ninety eight is when he started. I used to go with him, and then he got me a little four cylinder car, and it kind of went from there. Was Cherokee where you ran first, or, or did you start a different track? Yeah, I started at Cherokee, and then uh, I guess the next track I went to was Carolina, which is. 30 minutes from my house. It's in North Carolina. Um, and those were the two tracks I mainly raced at probably the first, um, two or three years I ran late models, crate late model. Um, and then we started venturing out a little bit with it, going to some tracks that were, you know, two or three hours from us. And, and then it kind of just kept growing from there. Ross, uh, it's crazy. Cause you know, you've only been racing supers for, you know, a couple seasons now. And, you know, your start was not too long ago. You're, you're one of the young and up. I say young up and coming guys. How did you get this opportunity with Augie and Big Frog Motorsports? Well, I was running with Barry and them. And then uh, that deal fell through. And Augie messaged me on Facebook and asked if I had anything going. And I told him no. And so, you know, he was interested in me driving his car. And I was interested in driving it for him. So that's just kind of how it went there. And we got together last year and it kind of took off from there. Um, our first race, we, th we finished second to Overton. And then the second one, we actually, we ran second to him again, but we passed him in lap traffic and the caution came out, but you know, um, that was, I think that was a 20,000 or 30,000 win race. And, you know, we just barely missed it. So we started out really good. And I mean, we, we ran good last year. We just kind of, uh, we struggled a little bit in the features, but, um, we had a fast car everywhere we went. 
let's uh, talk about your team right now. Big Frog Motorsports, a team, you know, it's kind of developing. You know, you guys are getting your team chemistry up right now. You guys really just have Volusia in your pockets right now. Uh, going into the, uh, you know, the weekend with the Outlaws coming up, grade your team right now. Where do you guys stand right now? I mean, I'm looking to qualify in the top five at Smoky Mountain. Um, Duck River, I've never been to, so I hope that we can qualify in the top top 10 you know something like that and then uh you know we should be good through the heat races and if we can if we can run in the top five or top top 10 i feel like we'll be happy you know maybe we can sneak in and get a, a win at one of those two tracks so what what is your daytime job are you full-time race car driver do you help out with the construction company or yeah i work for my dad um he does great work like moving dirt clearing lots and stuff like that i've been doing that for a while now how do you find balance between like a work life and a race life? And, and you have a young kid now too, or yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you find balance between the three things? It's tough, but lo- luckily my dad, he, he likes racing as much as I do, maybe more. So, uh, you know, usually if I need off to go to a race, he's willing to let me get off to do that. Um, but you know, if we got a big job or something, we got to get done. Uh, you know, sometimes it's better for me to stick around and, and do that. But right. Um, you know, he's, he's wanting me to run this outlaw deal as much as, as much as I want to run it. So he's open to that, but yeah, the, the new baby, that's a, that's a whole new step in life there. Um, you know, it's tough juggling time with, with racing and, and that. So we'll just have to see how it goes this year. Are the, is the family coming on the road with you or do they stay home and you're going to travel to races? How's that dynamic work? Um, they went with us to Florida. My wife and my little boy did. Um, and I'm sure they'll be on the road with us most of the time, you know, but there's sometimes where they probably won't be able to go. Um, but they'll, they'll be there as much as they can. Let's get to know you a little bit better, Ross. Um, when you're not at the track, when you're not a hardworking man, like what, what do you do? What are your hobbies? What does Ross like to do? Um, well, we hang out with friends, you know, and, and go, go out to eat in places with at places and stuff like that. I like to play golf and in the summertime, we like to go to the pool and go swimming. I mean, just, you know, your normal stuff. Do, do you have a hole-in-one? I got to ask. Have you ever got a hole-in-one? I have. Oh, you have? Look at that. A once? Yeah. Twice, maybe? No, one time. I used to I used to play almost every day back when I was 12 or 11, 12, 13. Um, and when I was – I think I was 12 years old when I got it uh, down at Myrtle Beach. Um, me and my dad were playing together and got it on a little par three I was playing. I was actually playing from the ladies' tees because – uh, that's kind of what we did when we were 12 years old, but, um, 93 yards, hole in one. So how excited, how excited were you? Like, can, are we going to see that excitement when Ross Bales wins a feature this year? Like how excited <laughs> were you when that happened? That was kind of on the scale of like my first win ever, or maybe like the first world of outlaw win I had last year, whenever, or year before kind of first Lucas Oil win that, that level of, uh, excitement. So yeah, if I go out there and I win a if I win a big fifty thousand win race or you know something big, I'm sure you'll see that level of excitement. <laughs> That's awesome doing the confetti dance. That'd be awesome. Real quick, last thing: Were you like in a golf team in high school, maybe or in school? No, I played. We they had like a little junior golf association deal um, in our county in York County, and I played that when I was before I got in high school, and I also played baseball. And so baseball and golf are at the same time of the year. So when I got to high school, I had to pick one or the other, and I picked baseball, which I kind of wish I would have picked golf because I might have went a little 
somewhere farther with that. That's pretty cool. And you talk about swimming and, and baseball. That, that's that's very fun. So you're a very active type of guy. And uh, Ross, I just got to tell you, you're going to be a great asset. I mean, you've already been a great asset to the tour. So we thank you for coming on board with us. And obviously, Big Frog Motorsports uh, race fans, check out his social medias. Uh, I know you just released Diecast and new T-shirts and hats. Check that out. Uh, Ross, before we close out this interview, do you want to thank anyone? Yeah, I want to thank, you know, Augie and, uh, and Mike Ray with Big Frog Motorsports for uh, giving me the opportunity to run this deal. Um, all of our sponsors, MW Towing, um, Big Frog Transportation, Felony Farms, uh, Hoosier Tire, Integra Shocks, Rocket Chassis, Clements Racing Engines, those guys, they do a really good job. Um, my dad, you know, he, uh, he lets us race out of his shop for the most part. Um, you know, my wife, my little boy, you know, everybody's a part of it. Also want to thank Billy Hicks for letting me drive his car these past couple weekends. You know, we, like you said, it was a little bit of confidence booster. So we were able to get in that deal and do pretty good. So that'll give me a little bit of confidence going this weekend. You were, you were so close last night, man. Yeah. I kind of don't want to talk about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't have to, man, but that was a hell nah, of a run. No, nah, you know, I mean, everybody was like, why don't you go to the outside? And it, it really wasn't that easy. I mean, when I, when Brandon pulled up beside me, I didn't, you know, I knew it was Brandon. I, I didn't see him, but I saw, I saw somebody's nose and I was like, I know that's Brandon. And <laughs> I probably should have just stayed in the bottom and made sure I didn't, you know, made sure I hit my marks and didn't slide the tires. But I saw him get beside me. I got a little excited, missed my, missed my mark a couple of times and he was able to get around me on the top. I mean, I don't think the top was that good i think he just i messed up and he hit it just right but you know he's in my opinion he's probably the best driver in the country if not the best probably second best so to lose it to him i guess isn't quite as bad but it just it sucked because you know i i think we had the car to beat if it wasn't for the lap traffic but you know that's part of racing yeah for sure all right man well thanks for spending some time with us today yes sir uh, thank you all for having me on very fun interview there with Ross Bales, the boss from Clover, South Carolina. Mick, uh, this rookie class is just absolutely stacked. We have so many rookies. Let's talk about them through regions here. Ross Bales, Kyle Strickler, uh, and Parker Martin. I mean, yeah, Ross Bales and Strickler. I mean, those two have just been fast so far without the bat. Right. I mean, everyone was kind of anticipating how well Strickler would run, and then Ross Bales is, is right behind him. But, I mean, how about Kyle Strickler coming into the season uh, with two wins already? He's the He's the points leader. He's, he's in that Longhorn chassis. Seems like he's getting really, really comfortable in it. And I mean, I just can't wait to watch him the rest of the season. And you look at the Midwest, Ryan Gustin, Tony Jackson Jr. Mick, I want you to know Tony Jackson Jr. has never made an outlaw start. Really? Until the first race this season. Yeah, he had never made an outlaw start. He did MLRA and did other stuff, but he had never ran an outlaw show. That was his first time. And Ryan Gustin as well. Remember last year had uh, some unfortunate uh, disasters happen before the Hell Tour and uh, ran a, a little bit about that, but those two are going to be fun to watch when we get to the Midwest. Right. And Ryan Gustin, his, his work ethic shows, cause you know, last year they had that, the shop fire and came back out on the hell tour for the final week there and actually won the points for that final week that he was out there racing. I, I was actually out on the road with you guys at that time, got to watch him up there at Merritt. So Ryan Gustin's going to be one to watch for sure too. He has. And also not just that uh, weekly point championship that he got there for the summer nationals. He also won a, a couple MLRA shows uh, last year as well. And Ryan Gustin coming from 
from the modified scene too, Mick. These modified guys are taking this late model scene by storm. Gustin, two-time USMTS champ, and Tony Jackson Jr. Uh, I talked to both of them, and they said they just want to leave Florida on a good note, and they can't wait to get to the Midwest. And obviously, Gustin, them, they're going to be strong at Boone, Mississippi Thunder, Cedar Lake, and those tracks like that. And then our, our other rookie, can't forget about him, Ryan Scott from Pennsylvania, part of the Pennsylvania Posse, Mick. Uh, his best career finish is eighth at State Line Speedway. You know he's excited to get to PA. Do you, do you think that, you know, the modified guys coming into late models, do you think that's sort of a new trend instead of doing like the 602s and crates and coming into late models? Do you think that there's something to be said for modified guys coming into late models? I think so. I mean, modified guys are just adapting so well to the late model world. I mean, yes, we do see, you know, like, for example, Cody Overton. He has worked his way up. That's Brandon Overton's little brother. He's working his way up from 604s, and I heard he's going to get in Supers next year. I mean, so many people from the 604 world have come to the Supers, but it's crazy that you have modified guys like Strickler, like Gustin, like Johnny Scott and other guys that, you know, Jimmy Owens, for example, he was a mod guy for a long time, and he comes to late models now. So, right, yeah, right. it's it's a trend, Mick, that we're starting to see. It's, that's pretty exciting because there's so many modified drivers out there, you know, it just gives us an even deeper talent pool to pull from to, to get some of the best stars and the best up-and-coming young drivers. There really is. Mick, coming up this Saturday, Smoky Mountain Speedway for the World of Outlaws Morton Building's Late Model Series. You don't want to miss it. Uh, the Tennessee tip-off kicking up. It's the 10th visit for the Outlaws. First ever visit goes back to 2004. Rick Eckert picked up the win. And uh, last year, Mike Marler picked up the win in 2020, and we're ready for Saturday. What's up, McNugget? We got to do the McNugget, Mick. I'm not going to let you off the hook on that one. We've done it in the last episode. It's sticking. McNugget. Uh, what's a McNugget going into the weekend for Mick? Um, Smoky Mountain is is one of my favorite facilities in the South, actually. They've, they've put a ton of money and, and effort into really, you know, uh, enhancing the place. They've got a beautiful facility, brand new buildings up there. Um, I went to a race up there last year, and, and I mean, the competition's good. It's in a cool location. It's got a cool history. I mean, there used to be cup races there, and uh, I actually did a history piece on that last year that uh, you can go to the late model site and see. So I'm a big fan of Smoky Mountain. I also love the drive. I love driving up, you know, the tail of the dragon. For anybody who's not familiar, is a is a, a stretch of highway that has just so many switchbacks for it. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's like yeah. world-renowned for people to go drive on it. So you can take the tail of the dragon, and it drops you off, like, right there in front of the track. So... One of my favorite regions of the country and, and one of my favorite tracks. All right. I'm going to give you a dynamite fuse fact right here. I'm going to say Brandon Shepard gets off the losing streak and wins mm, this weekend. That'd be something. I, I mean, we're all waiting for it to happen and and watch him dig himself out of this hole because we know the, the Rockets fast. I mean, we know that the one team's going to be there. Their work ethic second to none. Their program second to none. And it's just a matter of time. But uh, how has he run there before? Brandon, so Brandon has never won at this racetrack. So real quick, let's go over the previous winners. Rick Eckert won in 2004, Shane Clinton 2013, Bloomquist back-to-back 15 and 16, Brandon Overton in 17, 18, Mick, there was a double header. It was Dale McDowell and Chris Madden, 2019, Jimmy Owens, Mike Marler, 2020. So those are the, the previous winners. Uh, the only outlaws that are on tour right now that have won there before is Scott Bloomquist and Shane Clinton. Really? Yeah. So to diverge a little bit from the rookie class, our next guest is two-time Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series champion Chris Madden. Chris joined us by phone uh, coming off of that second championship effort. All right, here we are with Chris Madden, the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series champion, of course, part of Team Dryden. Chris, that's pretty awesome. What are the emotions like being sponsored by Dryden and winning the series for them? 
Well, it's pretty awesome, you know, to have a corporate sponsor like Driding to be involved with motorsports the way they are. So uh, to get a uh, a championship of a series that they sponsor, I think it's pretty awesome for, you know, me, my team and for Driding. You talk about your team, Chris. This is a young team, if I'm not mistaken. This team started back at Cherokee last year before Charlotte. So as a young team where you don't even have a year together, the team chemistry, the way you guys presented yourself was very professional. You accomplished this. Take us through the ups and downs and how this team developed to be a championship team. Well, uh, you know, we just um, obviously we had some things to fall through last year. You know, some things just didn't follow through with the the way it was supposed to. So we just had to uh, regroup and get back to, uh, you know, racing on my own and getting people behind me and, and making that possible. And so we just uh, had to get out there and get to work and find the, the help and, and um, put our team back together. And we started the season off with a rocket XR ones this year and Durham race engine. So, you know, I had a, and a new team, uh, the guys working for me. So we definitely started off this season with everything new. So for us to accomplish that, I think that's pretty big. And especially um, they really showed some um, some character and some drive in themselves Saturday. Uh, I definitely put myself behind the eight ball qualifying. Uh, I made some choices that was definitely wrong, and we qualified terrible so we started like eighth in a heat race and we uh you know managed to get us a a decent finish in the heat race uh to fifth and then i think we started 13th or so in the feature and those guys just uh kept showing you know drive after drive and never was down and to me that's what um keeps everything going and keeps everybody going so i was very proud of my guys and and all of the support that i had there and uh you know it, it come out to to work to our favor you know we made it to uh sixth in the feature there and Kyle wound up fifth so uh we did what we had to do to wrap it up wasn't what we wanted to end with obviously nobody wants to end it that way but um that's the way it rolled Saturday and and we um done what we had to do to get the championship Chris what are your your plans for this year are you going to venture out a lot or are you going to kind of race around home? No, I mean, we'll definitely be um, doing a lot of racing. Uh, right now at this point, we don't have no plans of running a series. Uh, we're just going to race and, um, you know, try to hit hit all the big races that we can and, and just whatever makes sense for my team uh, is what we'll be doing. Right. And that's probably a little easier for you to find a little bit of, of- balance because you I know you've got a family and you got to be there to, to help them uh what's it like finding that balance between racing and, and family life well it is i mean um just like today uh you know i'm kind of late getting into you guys because my son he had baseball practices this afternoon so i tried to go uh you know to the and try to go to bat and cage with him and help him as much as possible and Obviously, he's he's playing. Uh, uh, he'll start this year playing with the high school team, so he'll be playing um, on the senior team, and he's going into the ninth grade next year. So uh, right now he's still in the eighth, but he'll start playing with the seniors. So 
he's done well for him, for himself in baseball. And, uh, so he needs me there to support him as much as I can. And, and that's what I plan on doing, but I don't cut myself or, or my sponsors or my guys that work for me short either. You know, I, I just, I try to fit in everybody's schedule. You know, if I have to go to work at, uh, you know, five or six in the morning and work till two or three and then go home and then go back at eight or nine at night and work all night, whatever it takes, you know, uh, that's what we do. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to cut anybody short, my family or myself or my race team or my sponsors. So Chris just um, does whatever it takes. That's the, you know, it shows that's the true American dream. You're a hardworking man. You support your family and you're a very good, talented race car driver and come to the big stage and shine. Chris, we'll never forget 2018. That was such a good year for the outlaws. Are we going to ever see Chris Madden back on tour with the outlaws? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I plan on it. Um, we kind of planned on it this year, but uh, we had some um, miscommunication there uh, between, I guess, myself and um, some of the outlaws there. And uh, somehow or another, we uh, didn't get the paperwork finished, and I missed one of those shows earlier uh, at Volusia, and um, it wasn't able to give me a provisional like I needed, and that kind of messed up our shot, I guess, at running it this year. But we're still not completely. I mean, I don't think we could win it from where we're at now. But, um, you know, we, we definitely could dig back into the, you know, hopefully the top five there. We'll just see how it goes this year. And uh, we definitely will be running it again for sure. I have no doubt you'll come up to the field, uh, Chris. You're you're fast and talented. Uh, real quick, we, we got to ask this question. Where did Smokey come from? Uh, just, um, back years ago when I first started racing, uh, always been my favorite movie has always been Smokey and the Bandit. So some guys around the shop just started calling me Smokey. So it just kind of hung with me from there. That's pretty awesome. All right, Chris, well, we're going to keep this short and sweet. This is more uh, congratulating <laughs> you on the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series Championship. Uh, congratulations on that again. And Hey, we'll see you down the road. Thank you guys very much. And, uh, you know, I just like to, uh, take the time here to think, you know, all of my sponsors, uh, you know, we can't do any of this. None of this is possible without everybody and, and their families included, you know, that they have to miss time from home to be at work, to, you know, help make the money for their business, uh, to help us do what we love to do. So we need to thank, um, uh, Billy Franklin with Franklin Enterprises, uh, Jamie Henderson with Henderson Amusement, Mike Millwood, and his family. Um, all three of those guys are a huge part of my program, and I really appreciate them. All right. We'll see you this weekend at Smoky, at Smoky Mountain, correct, Chris? Yeah, we'll be there, Ruben. We'll be there. and uh, Awesome. We'll be with you for a while. So until uh, things get to where we can't, then we'll have to decide what to do. Good deal. All right. Chris Smoky Madden, ladies and gentlemen, in the 44. It was good to talk to Chris Madden. That's pretty cool that we'll see him at Smoky Mountain, and we'll see if that confidence of winning the Dryden Extreme Dirt Car Series carries on to the rest of his season, Mick. So after we leave Smoky Mountain, Ruben, there's actually a tire test going on Monday at, at um, Bristol with the World of Outlaws Martin Building Late Model Series. Some of the Platinum guys will be there doing a tire test, getting their gears dialed in and seeing how everybody's going to run. I'm going to be out there doing some interviews and try to get some sweet sounds of that track. Um 
for the next episode. Are, are you going to join me? You know, I, I want to. I, I have two exams on Monday, but I, I think I can make those work. Like, I, I just may stay out there to Bristol. I mean, I have to, you know, I, I, I don't have to go, but I really want to go and, you know, get some more content for uh, Stick Signals, especially because, Mick, episode four, we're going to celebrate one month of Stick Signals. How about that? <laughs> one whole month of doing something. Yeah. <laughs> hey. That's the kind of consistency we strive for around here. <laughs> hey, it's a good start. And we thank everyone so much for joining us on Stick Signals. But yeah, Bristol, hopefully, hey, Casey Schumann has done a phenomenal job. I know Casey has been talking to drivers left and right. He just wants the drivers to, you know, settle on a tire roll. He doesn't want these drivers spending extra money. He wants these drivers to, you know, use a tire that they could use somewhere else where everyone gets together. And Casey's just trying to make sure everyone works together. And Casey Schumann has done a phenomenal job. So yes, it's a tire test on Monday, March 8th. And, um, Casey's done a phenomenal job with that. And nonetheless, hey, some housekeeping notes, Mick. This weekend on Dirt Vision, presented by Dryden. Uh, obviously, Friday, no longer the World of Outlaw Morton Buildings Late Model Series. But you can watch the World of Outlaws and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series from the Volusia Speedway Park on Friday. Saturday, the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series are at the East Bay Raceway Park. The Sprint Cars back in the city of Tampa Bay. That's going to be exciting. And... Late model fans, we got you on Saturday. Tennessee tip-off with the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series on Saturday on Dirt Vision, presented by Dryden. That's what's happening this weekend. We hope you enjoyed the show. This Stick Signals was uh, episode three was phenomenal. I'm going to say it. It was dynamite. We had two drivers, a lot covered. We thank you so much for joining us. If you are listening and you enjoy this, let us know. Let me know on at dynamite underscore Ruben. That's R-U-B-E-N. And at just Mick 4 Thank you so much for listening to episode three of Stick Signals. What a great episode. We'll see you next week. 